uh, welcome back on the program, Karen Ko. Karen, it's so good to speak to you. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's Chinwag. It's been a long time. How are you? Hi, Noreen. I know it's been a long time and I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for asking me. <laughs> and I'm actually back in Hong Kong. <laughs> Amazing. I was going to say finally, but you know, it's it's great and, and good things are worth waiting for. So hopefully we'll hear more of you on, on Radio 3. Um, what took you so long to come back home? Um, just, you know, I'm so bad at packing, so <laughs> I couldn't get my act together. No, I, you know, I left for what I thought was a three-month summer holiday last July, uh, during which time the quarantine went back up from what would have been seven days to 21 days. And I just could not bring myself to do another 21-day quarantine. So I had to come up with a plan B. So the plan B involved spending four months in the U.S., six months in Australia, another four months in the U.S., and the last six weeks back in Australia until I outlasted the quarantine. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Yeah, because we've spoken to you previously um, on, on the 123 show before, and you've, you, you are amazing with your quarantine. You've done the 14 days, you've done the 21 days. Um, but I think 21 days did kind of take its toll, and it's very tough to be in just really? one room for, 20, for three weeks. It's, it's crazy. It's really um, one of those things that I think you don't want to do more than once in your life. And I know there are people who've done multiple quarantines because they just had to, but since I didn't absolutely have to, I just decided I'm not going to put myself through that again. And then it was really, okay, well, then where am I going to go? <laughs> and where, where am I going to live? Uh, and it was a really interesting experience because I, when I spent time in the U.S., it's it's a place where I have a physical house but i don't i'm not a citizen or resident so it's not really home i can only stay there for a limited time contrasting with australia where it's a place where i am a citizen but i don't have a home that's such an interesting way so where 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 is home and and, hong kong is your home but of course you've had to stay away by the way the topic today is sort of you know um (laughs) adapting to change and 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 you know how to maintain a sense of where home is so where 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 is home for you well it was a that's a really good question and probably the hardest question for me to answer especially in the last six months when i'd meet a new person they of course they ask where do you live and i'd be like uh that's a long story um i technically live in hong kong but i haven't been there for a year or 13 months and i've i've actually thought a lot about this because you always should automatically know how to answer that question oh i live here or i live there and and that usually is where you have your your home where you have all your stuff and you uh, you know have um a base and when you don't have that then it is a little bit of a um interesting concept because you do find that your home is really where you feel comfortable and safe Mm -hmm. and hopefully you have family and friends and over time that's what it became for me because i've honestly spent so many nights in Airbnbs, in hotels, in my siblings' homes, in friends' homes that 
in a way, on one hand, it's great to be back here in my own home. But when I was away, it didn't really matter as long as I felt safe and I felt like I was in control of where I could be and I could be and spend time with family and friends. So it's one of those things that I always thought, oh, I, I really know this clearly. This is where I live and this is my home. And now I'm, I have quite a looser definition of, of where home is. Karen, this is so philosophical. It's true. You know, sometimes we think, when I think about home, I just think about, you know, my home in Kennedy Town. But, <laughs> but actually, you know, depending on who you're with and where you are in the world, that new place can feel like home because that is your home for, for that time being. Exactly, exactly. I think the, I think the other thing that it really was, was brought home to me, haha, pardon the pun, um, was that, you know, some of these places, that I went to, I haven't, I, I just haven't spent a lot of time there in literally in the last 20 years. So, so Australia, where I was born and grew up, I probably would be there 10 days a year maximum uh, in the last 20 years. And to go back and spend an extended period of time was interesting because on one hand, I feel a little bit like a stranger because so many things have changed, but things are also familiar, just the way mm-hmm. of life, and there are certain things that, that don't change. But maintaining your friendships from places that are from afar or from the past is also really important. So I was really fortunate that I had some old high school friends who I could see repeatedly because I was there for an extended period of time. And of course, our lives have gone through so many different changes and so many developments over the last almost 30 years. But we were able to reconnect in a way that was really close and in a way um, probably more meaningful just because you know we've been through all sorts of things and we're not competing with each other and we are able to just connect on a deeper level. So I found that really valuable and just to know that they're there and now that I'm not there, you know, we're still connected, but it was really great to actually be able to spend that time with old friends and go back to places that I haven't been to for a long time and just be there and, and start to live. So I found that very eye-opening uh, for myself. Yeah, and, and it's true, you know, sometimes it's the people that make the place special, like, you know, over the last couple of years, many people have moved away from Hong Kong, which has been their home for the past, you know, a few decades yeah. um, and when I ask these people you know do, do you miss Hong Kong do you miss your home here and they're like well you know we miss the people not maybe not so much and and it's the people and if you, you've got people who've left the city your friends then maybe you know this home might feel a bit more less uh, familiar so in in revisiting Australia you were able to connect with old friends did you rediscover a, a new side of of home of you know of Australia that you never did before um, I think I just had a really good appreciation of all the all the positive things there I mean for example the just the, the gluten-free menus oh sorry yeah, yeah exactly the great coffees yeah. <laughs> Uh, the great coffees. Um, I'm not an avocado eater, unfortunately, because there's really great avocado toast all over <laughs> Australia. But just the beaches, the the rock pools in all over the New South Wales coast, the nature. I mean, the the variety of birds and 
um, amazing sort of wildlife that that is just there everywhere all around you and the flowers that I grew up with and just those smells, the the very visceral things that connected me with my childhood, you know, the the smell of a certain flower or the sound of a certain bird, Um, you know, watching the magpie season come in and wondering, am I going to be attacked by a magpie? Um, All those kind of memories that are locked away and were sort of unlocked by, by being there. And I think also just for me, I just found people so friendly and, you know, people just talk to you and whether you're on the bus or in the supermarket or something. Uh, and then I also took up a new hobby, which is roller skating and met Amazing. a really great roller skating community there. That's amazing. It's true. You know, every time I go to Australia or go overseas, I notice how chatty people are. You know, even in the supermarket, the checkout lady uh, will just, you know, ask you how your day is. And, you know, you'll find out all sorts of things about their family, too, how her husband may have a a back pain or something, you know, remedies. And you don't really find, I don't really find that in in Hong Kong so much. Maybe because people are more busy, you know, and and that's true. You know, behind me, there may be four other people in in, in in the checkout. But, in Australia, yeah. it's also busy. I, I don't know what it is. People are ch- more chatty. I yeah, I think people are just are willing to spend a bit more time to get to know you. So I, I went to a yoga studio just in the last six weeks, and one of the instructors after the class came to me and she said, how come we haven't met before? <laughs> <laughs> I just came back, and and then she was like, oh, like, where do you where do you live? I was like, okay, here we go. Uh, here's the story I've perfected now. And um, in the course of, she spent 10, 15 minutes just chatting with me, just wanting to get to know me. And I find that doesn't really happen here in Hong Kong uh, because I, maybe people just feel like they're more private or, you know, people are not so willing to share their own personal stories or people are not as interested. I don't know. But I did find that that happened a lot more there uh, and also in the US than than it does here. And, and maybe it is just people are more used to being a bit more open, sharing personal stories and also spending more time with you one-on-one. Mm, exactly. I think mm-hmm. so too. Yeah. So when you, uh, say when you were in the States or when you were in America for, for so many months, did you, did you did you miss Hong Kong as home? Did you miss Australia as well? You've got all these different homes. Yeah. So I think throughout, I, I've missed Hong Kong for many reasons, just because it's such a unique place. And also, I have such a history here. And also, I've missed my friends because... The place where I am, am in the U.S. is it's just very different. It's a very different community. So there are a lot of more local concerns, things that maybe I'm not as connected with, and just not, not as many people who've had a similar life experience, whether that means you know living, traveling overseas, um, being in touch with what's happening maybe in a more international scale. So you just have you have to adjust your conversations, expectations of what you're going to talk about and try to get involved with what people locally care about. So I find that more in the US. In in Australia, I find actually people are quite um, international. I was surprised. You know, I felt like people would would know what was going on in Hong Kong because they've been following the news. Generally speaking, more up to date with what's happening in the world and and different current affairs. So 
it just it just means that you, I suppose, are um, experiencing friendships and relationships at different depths with different people, depending on on where you are. Uh, so I did miss good, like in depth political conversations with my Hong Kong friends, <laughs> but um, because in other places you spend some time explaining what's been going on, and then people ask some questions and sometimes it's like, oh gosh, I'm tired of talking about this. <laughs> I don't want to explain anymore. But um, yeah, so I, so I think that each place is just so so different and everyone, of course, has a different perspective depending on what they read and what sort of information they consume. So you do feel like part of the time you're trying to just engage in those mm-hmm. conversations, maybe educate people about what what it's really like to live here. But I do find a lot of people have either traveled to Hong Kong or they've lived in Hong Kong, so they do feel they do feel some connection. Yeah. And Karen, mm. you know, uh, upon you suggesting this topic, it kind of made me think of a lot of uh, third culture kids here in Hong Kong. You know, my children and, and, and your children uh, grow up in Hong Kong. And, you know, if they move overseas afterwards, do they still feel like Hong Kong is home or will, will they sort of have, have a new home depending on where they are? And what what's their mentality? I often think of that, you know, for, for my kids, you know, if yeah. if they move away for, for, for school. I mean, I went overseas to the UK but mm. I, I, and then that was home for a while, and but I still felt like Hong Kong was my main home, um, and it's still where I'm from. Um, but then, I, and, but then when I came back to Hong Kong, people were like, well, how's your home in in, in the UK? And, and right. it's it's very funny the way how people then think that the other place is your home versus yeah. what you feel is home. So it's interesting because my three kids now are all living and working in New York City, and they all went to university in the US, but they've always felt that they are Hong Kong kids uh, and they really appreciate their upbringing here, all the opportunities that they were exposed to and the fact that they definitely have an international outlook because when they compare themselves to their class, their American classmates who they went to college with or even their cousins who grew up in the U.S., it's just a different outlook on life. And I think what, how that manifests itself is if you say to them, well, you could go live in and work in London maybe or in Sydney or back in Hong Kong, to them it's like, sure, it's an absolute possibility. Whereas maybe for someone more local, it's like, ooh, that's, how would I do that? You know, it seems a lot more, a lot more alien. And I think also with the connections they make, they tend to gravitate towards people who are also have had some sort of more international upbringing or international experience. So the funny thing is, they my, I have three boys. They're in their twenties. They formed a they joined a social soccer league in New York City, and their team of ten is comprised of seven. Hong Kong kids <laughs> all in New York. So they're like, oh, wow. it's your high school team recreated. <laughs> That's brilliant. And and it brings people together, doesn't it? It certainly does. does. I think they really treasure that that Hong Kong connection because they see how it's given them just this amazing outlook on life that things that everything's possible, everything's negotiable, you know, you can do a deal, plus 
they are very, very fussy about food and they, they gravitate towards, you know, where can I get really good Asian food? Yeah. Uh, we're, we're coming up to the 11.30 news, but very quickly, Karen, you know, this thing that I have a question that, you know, when you were away from Hong Kong, obviously all your things are in Hong Kong. And when you were overseas in your other homes, you didn't have maybe certain clothes or certain accessories. I don't know. You know, did, yeah. did you miss certain things? And, and or did, yeah, because I'm, you know me, I, I'm, I have so much stuff in my house and sometimes I think I'm going to hang on to that just in case I'll need it. What happened during those moments when you thought, oh, I'm going to, I need that baseball cap or I don't know, something, something that you may not have had uh, in not- your overseas home? I this this was very interesting, Noreen, because you know I thought about this a lot. There were times when I would say to myself, "Gosh, I wish I had this one thing that with I just if the weather's getting cold and I have these fleece jackets." Yeah, the home, fleece, yes. <laughs> and I don't want to buy another one. You know, I don't want to buy another. Uh, and then at the same time, sometimes I think to myself, "Wow, I've been away for over a year." And I haven't needed any of that stuff. So do I need it at all? You know, is it important? And you you sort of realize that your stuff is really not that important. You You can not have it around you for a year and you can live. You can live quite well. You can actually do everything you need to do. Of course, I did accumulate new stuff, but not to the extent, you know, I didn't reproduce my, my entire home. But I, I kind of whittled it down to some basic things that I need to have with me to function and to be happy. And um, it wasn't actually too much. And then I definitely, definitely did buy some, some new things that I, that I needed. But I really tried to keep it to a minimum because I just didn't want to haul all these things around. Having said that, I did have to buy two additional suitcases to come back here. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you well, know, I, maybe I wasn't that successful. <laughs> it's okay, but some of the things that you have here, you can rehome then. That's yeah. <laughs> and then I did find when I came back here, you know, there are certain uh, other things that I just had to throw away because when you don't yeah. use them, they, they go bad or they deteriorate. And um, it, it was sort of a good cathartic thing to to say goodbye to some yes. of those things as well. Exactly. Oh well, Karen, this is a very, very deep and philosophical topic, and I'm sure you know, you know, a, a lot of people will be thinking about it because maybe they're expats here and they've moved around different places of the world, so they consider multiple places their home. Um, so yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, and their home country as well. Yeah, there's definitely, I think, more people who are almost permanently nomadic you know they they spend four months in one place and then they'll spend six months in another place and then you know the balance in you know bouncing around between other places and technology lets us do that uh downsizing you know when you don't have kids at home anymore that also lets us do that so it's a it's a maybe a new way of living Absolutely. And and who knows, like you said, you know, maybe with the new quarantine uh, travel rules, well, no more quarantine, uh, more people will be returning back to Hong Kong uh, as as one of their homes. Well, Karen, yeah. it's so nice to talk to you. Thank you so much for, for choosing such a worthy topic, uh, food for thought for, for many of us. And I look forward to having you on the show more uh, when you're in Hong Kong now. Thank you yeah. so much. Thanks, Noreen. Have a good day. You too.